You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. And welcome back again. MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates offseason edition. I'm Dave Raymond, and really excited to be joined by Adam Barry. He is the new beat man for these Pittsburgh Pirates, so he's been covering them for a little while. Welcome aboard, Adam, and um, this should be kind of a fun offseason with this club. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. I picked a pretty unique time to come aboard, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they've had their the great run these last three years, and, and they have proven to be very competitive, and every bit the pest that the Cardinals are, are exhausted with, that the Cubs no longer care for. And yet, you know, we're still trying to see this team get over, over the hump. Um, they're going to face a lot of big decisions, it seems to me. You know, Aramis Ramirez retiring. Uh, you've got some guys in contract situations where they may be interested in making a decision one way or the other on them. Let's start with Neil Walker. Where, where do you think they're going with Walker? Well, Walker's an interesting case. Like you said, it's his last year under team control. Um, he's expected to get a pretty significant raise, potentially 10 or $11 million next year. And the Pirates do have a potential replacement at second base for the season if they want to plug in Josh Harrison at second, play Jung-Ho Gung full-time at third, assuming he's healthy uh, for the start of the season, and you still have Jordy Mercer at shortstop. So then the question becomes, do you want to let Walker, pardon the pun, walk next year in free agency, or would you rather try to get something for him in a trade while you still can? And he's certainly a valuable player. Um, you know, he's got some power for a second baseman. Some might suggest that he's going to have to move off the position eventually, but he can still handle his own there. So he's definitely one of the one of the players worth watching this offseason to see what the Pirates do with him. What, what, what do you think about first base? Where, where's this team going uh, at that position? That is essentially the question of the offseason for the Pirates, I think. It seems like it's not going to be Pedro Alvarez. He's also in his last year of team control. He moved to first base last year. And his bat played just fine. He hit a lot of homers, drove in a lot of runs. But the defense was a lot more of a challenge than the Pirates anticipated it being. So they have Michael Morse. He could potentially be an option. But I don't think general manager Neil Huntington has closed the door on anything, and he has admitted to that. They could go out and they could get a regular first baseman in trade or free agency. They could run Morse out there every day. It could be Alvarez and Morse again. It could be Morse and a left-hand platoon partner. It could be anything at this point, but it does not look like it's going to be Pedro Alvarez again. Yeah, interesting. Uh, do you see this team being real active this offseason? And, and I guess maybe more more to the point, Adam, um, you, you know, they've, they've been filling the stands a little bit more regularly. They've, mm-hmm. they've been winning games. They're clearly, you know, positioned to compete in this division but it's competitive, and and the, I guess the big question is not just will they be active, but you know are they willing to spend some some big time money. I think you could very easily see a payroll up to 100 million, which is not big by you know some big market standards, but it would be it would be huge for this team, and I think it's going to be necessary just to afford, uh, you know, keeping their own players, the guys that they have under guaranteed contracts, the guys who are going to get raises through arbitration, and some of the the holes they're going to have to fill with. Like you mentioned, Aramis Ramirez, A.J. Burnett, Jay Happ, Joaquin Soria, all leaving in free agency. So the thing is, they can't spend too big on next year because the teams you mentioned, the Cardinals and the Cubs, they're not going away anytime soon. So if the Pirates want to remain competitive in this division, not only next year, but 2017, 2018, 
they can't they have to keep in mind the future just as much as they do this year and everything they do this off season. So any chance at all that they'd be engaged in a David Price, that Grinky, Johnny Cueto, anything like that? Are we talking the, the next level down? I would say the next level down, if not a little bit further. I think you start when, with, with the conversation about pitching. I think you start with Jay Happ. Uh, he came to the Pirates at the trade deadline last year and just pitched incredibly down the stretch. So there's definitely some mutual interest on both sides in having him come back. But the downside of him pitching so well is that he may have made himself a lot more appealing for other teams who are willing to spend more money. So I think you're probably looking at maybe that second or third tier free agent starter, maybe not, you know, the Scott Casimir type level and certainly no one who's going to cost a draft pick, but, you know, maybe as you get down to like a Doug Fister or a, a Pelfrey or a, you know, somebody like that who maybe has some hidden value, the Pirates have done really well in finding those Casimir's. I was going to say, you know, that, that's the game these days. Every, Every team is trying to figure out the formula, how to, how to find those guys who, are, who can still bring such great value at, at, a, at a steep discount. But I feel like whether it's by luck or by some really keen judgment or, or good you know, analytical work, I feel like they've been pretty, pretty sharp at that in the last probably five-plus years. Yeah, they call it Ray Searage magic around here. Um, it's, a lot, it's a combination of a lot of things. It's great analytic work great scouting, and in the the recent past, great work by Jim Benedict, who recently left to take a job in the the Marlins front office, and pitching coach Ray Spirits. They do have a a real gift for explaining fixes to pitchers. You know, they don't try to make the overhauling mechanics. They say this is one thing you can fix to improve your overall performance, and a way of explaining their their pitchers that just makes it a little more identifiable and understandable without getting – on them. So I think if any team can drive in sort of that lower level of pitching market, it's the Pirates. Well, and, and, and another, you know, maybe a living, breathing example of that is, is Mark Melanson. He was a nice little pitcher for the Astros, ended up with the Pirates, and has emerged now, as we know, the, you know, the top reliever, the top closer in the National League, 51 saves last year, the, um, the Trevor Hoffman Award, but uh, you, you were suggesting in a recent piece, I, mean, I don't know if you're suggesting that they should or necessarily do it, but, but he could be a, a trade piece for the Pirates. Do you, do you see that as a, a viable situation for them? And then what would they do in, in his stead? Yeah, that's another one of the guys entering his last year of club control that they would have to consider because he's also do a pretty significant raise. And let's say he's projected to make $10 million next year. Can you pay one-tenth of your payroll to a closer who's going to pitch maybe 70 innings? That's the question the Pirates have to ask themselves this offseason, even one as good as Melanson. And let's be clear, he was incredible last year. But they do have a guy in Tony Watson, left-handed setup man, could pitch the ninth inning, and they are a team that believes that the ninth inning is not the same as the eighth and the seventh and all of that. So the question then becomes, how do they replace Watson and on down the line to the rest of the bullpen? So that would probably be a bigger consideration when they think about potentially trading Melanson because he's he's valuable. I mean, if any team wants a closer out there, Melanson's one of the best you could get. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think this is the other thing, though, that, that – the teams have um, keyed in on is the reliability of, of especially bullpen arms. 
year after year. It's rare those guys who can continue to do it season after season, although that's the good closers do. He might be in that class. Um, Actually, yeah, I, I spoke to him about that this season when he, you know, when he set the Pirates record for saves, how much pride he takes in being so consistent in such a hollow position. And it's something he's done over the last couple of years. That's something he takes a lot of pride in. Uh, you know what else interests me, Adam, is, is here we just about completed this podcast, and we've talked about a lot of names, and, you know, again, a lot of it's looking forward and building and moving bodies around a little bit. We haven't even mentioned Andy McCutcheon, <laughs> who, you know, he's not going to win a National League uh, MVP, but uh, this year anyway. But, man, there are a few guys in the game who bring as much as he does every day to his position and who maybe mean as much to his team as he does. Right. I mean, that's been kind of lose sight of in the offseason when we're talking about all the little pieces, and, you know, the pieces on the, edge of the edges of the roster that have to move. Next year, the Pirates are going to be able to count on Andrew McCutcheon in center field, batting third pretty much 162 games. When you have that base to build off of, you're in pretty good shape. So, I mean, that is one thing they can count on every year is McCutcheon is going to deliver, like you said, an MVP award, but MVP life performance. That's a pretty good place to start if you're the Pirates. Yep, yep, no doubt about it, man. Well, they continue to be one of the great stories in the National League. Adam, you have the privilege of covering it every day, and we look forward to, to catching up periodically this offseason and getting those updates on their stories. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Okay, Adam Barry, MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.